eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. What's up, guys? Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Tuesday evening. And as you can tell by the the truncated version of the intro this is a breaking news podcast here on the go vols 24 7 podcast not just me i'm joined uh from just one county down there at the uh at the blunt county satellite office of, of go vols 24 7 it is grant ramey and grant my man why are we bringing this breaking news podcast to the people uh just because i was bored just kind of felt like it <laughs> yeah. just just really wanted to scramble to do something no euros plastic is uh eligible um uh, you know how they say Snatching a uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. This felt like uh, snatching news from the jaws of. Uh, there was felt like time had passed on this, and it just wasn't going to happen. Then boom, on a Tuesday afternoon, 4:45 Eastern time, it just pops. Hey, he's eligible. He's eligible immediately, and it just so happens to be in time for Georgia game Wednesday night at Georgia, and then they go to Vanderbilt. Vols do on Saturday, so it's uh, right in the middle of the season. Mid-year, another mid-year enrollee for this team, and. It changes a ton, uh, and credit Tennessee for uh, really going after this and fighting the NCAA over it, and and really uh, kind of winning in what feels like an upset. Yeah, you know, we asked. I, I think it was uh, at practice one day last week. Uh, we asked Rick Barnes, Tennessee last coach, Thursday, I believe. Yeah, a- asked him. You know, is everything dead with the Euros thing, or or like can he play, or you know? And and then Barnes said, well, you know, it's not quite dead yet. You know, they're still waiting on here. Maybe maybe something next week. And I honestly, in the back of my mind, that just went in one ear and out the other. I just, I wasn't even thinking that it was possible. I thought maybe Barnes is trying to make sure Plavsic is practicing hard or whatever it is. I just, I had zero anticipation that Tennessee was actually going to win this this waiver. And what they did, it was, the truncated version of this, the short version of this, I suppose, is that Plastic transfers from Arizona State to Tennessee. Tennessee wants to get him immediately eligible, files for a waiver, uh, and the NCAA denies that waiver. Then Tennessee appeals, and the and, uh, NCAA denies it again. Then Tennessee appeals a second time. NCAA denies it again. Uh, but lo and behold, there's one last avenue, apparently, you can try, uh, and Tennessee tried that route, and boom, it worked. And Plastic is eligible to play now, and uh, th- this is just – Really, really surprising news, Grant. I just, you know, be candid here. I'm, I'm trying to be honest over here and saying I just did not think this was going to happen. No, I didn't either. I thought the, I thought time had passed uh, to the point where it was just going to, you know, we were going to keep asking about it, and there's going to be no answer. And eventually, it was just going to get to the point where Tennessee was tired of waiting on 
uh, this news and, and didn't want to waste uh, what was left of the season by the time they would have gotten an answer. I think when we talked to, I wasn't there when y'all talked to Rick Barnes last week, last Thursday, uh, the the time frame he had was about a next the, the next week and a half, uh, and he got you know uh, a little less than a week later, uh, they received word. Now now kind of spinning it forward is, you know how quickly can this guy get on the floor? Obviously, we're just a couple weeks removed from you know Santiago Vescovi getting here, and immediately starting his first game uh, with Tennessee and playing 32 minutes against LSU, uh, at point guard of all places where Rick Barnes is crazy about, uh, he's he's crazier about that position obviously than than any other on the floor, as we've talked about in the past. Well, you know, Yurosh has been here all summer. Uh, he's been on the practice floor with his teammates since October when the preseason began. Uh, but since he's been ruled ineligible, he's been working uh, with the scout team, and he's been a little bit more, uh, I don't think, solely focused on the opponent's scheme and getting his teammates ready for games, but that's been a big majority of uh, his work. Now the question is, how quickly does he get on the floor? Uh, does it happen at Georgia Wednesday night? Does he come off the bench or something like that? How much of an impact can he make uh, right away? Because obviously uh, Tennessee has been thin in the post all season. They've lacked size down there. They've relied on John Fulkerson a ton uh, and guys like Eve Pons and even Josiah Jordan James to, to help with rebounding and stuff like that. So now the question is how quickly can he get on the floor? How quickly can he stay on the floor uh, and be somebody that you, you can trust and really help this team? Yeah, because for for people who don't know the way that that scout teams in basketball go, you know, obviously in football, you you get one opponent a week, right? And and so you spend time early in the week, kind of learning that, learning what to do, and and then you go out there and you do it against the you know your team starters and second teamers and all that. For basketball, you got to do that twice a week, and and so just about every program I've ever covered, both men's and women's, the scout team will be there on the practice floor, maybe about half an hour or forty five minutes early, kind of before practice starts, and you do a walkthrough, usually with some sort of a support staffer. You go with a walkthrough of what the opponent's doing. And so you can then simulate that and go against the team in practice. So that's been uh, what he's been doing a lot on the floor during practices. Now he has gotten out there with some with some of the guys to do some regular stuff from time to time, and he goes through every individual drill and he watches film. This is crucial: watches film every single day with the guys. And, and, and you know, going into the season, preseason practice, he was going through the motions like a regular guy would, and and just kind of treated like a guy who was going to play because they thought they would win this waiver from the beginning. So it's interesting. It's up and down. Bottom line is Tennessee plays tomorrow night at Georgia. Grant, you and I uh, head down there, I guess, late tomorrow morning around lunchtime or so, and uh, we'll be down in Athens, and we'll see what he can do. Yeah, and it, it comes at a, at a time where, uh, you know, Tennessee – they they tried to lose that game Saturday against South Carolina so hard and so many <laughs> tried many so hard ways. they tried so hard right and and South Carolina tried a little bit harder to lose that game and I mean it was you know it was a really really ugly basketball game they really kind of basketball's uh, basketball's kind Grant that was a drunken rock fight <laughs> right that was uh, and and what Tennessee's done the last two games at Missouri shooting the way they did and a really nice road win uh, a ten point road win uh, at a, at a place that's not typically uh, easy to win at an easy trip out there, and then coming home South Carolina not playing a good basketball game at all, uh, but finding a way to win uh, and getting a double double from John Fulkerson and getting that uh, that charge he took with one point four seconds left and you know the game on the line uh, that's huge for Tennessee and and their reward for that was turning around and going to Georgia another tough place to play it's not really been too kind to them lately uh, go to Vanderbilt. Saturday, everybody knows what Memorial is and, and kind of, you know, Vanderbilt's uh, program obviously is not in the best spot right now, but that's never an easy place to play. 
such a different gym. So this is a this is a really really big boost. Uh, no pun intended uh, with a seven footer. Um, this is a guy that can handle the ball, can step out and shoot it a little bit, uh, is comfortable with the ball in his hands on the offensive end, uh, and should be another rim protector. They really need a rim protector, even though Fulke and Eve Pons have done a good job with that. But you, you can never have too much size and too much athleticism, and this is what Tennessee gets. Uh, and it happens to be a week where they're going on the road twice, and they're really starting to get into the grind of the SEC schedule. There's a lot of really important games coming up right here uh, over the next few weeks because uh, Tennessee needs to make hay against teams that are kind of middle-of-the-road SEC teams or maybe the bottom of the standings uh, where they are and where they've been since Lamonte Turner uh, ended his season and had shoulder surgery. There's been a lot of skidding there. They, they lost three or four at home before South Carolina. Uh, things were not going well, so maybe they buoyed themselves a little bit last week. And now maybe this can be a boost that really helps them moving forward. Yeah, I was going to compliment you there on your nice pun there, Andy Bernard. That was some some nice work uh, on on your pun there. But yeah, I mean, I, when I, when I yeah when I look at this as I sit here with my phone ring because that's how professional I am. But you know, Grant, we need to tell people kind of what. Plavsic, I, th- I think, is like as a player. Because you, as you mentioned, Tennessee's got five of its next seven games on the road. This is a tough stretch coming up for the Vols. It, it may not be a ton of, like, you know, big-name, top-of-the-league opponents, but it, it, these are places that are not easy places to go play, and they're road games in the league. Nothing about this is simple. So if Plavsic is going to get into the mix, we probably need to tell people what he's like as a player because no one's ever seen him basically you know we you know maybe people in Chattanooga saw him play a little bit in high school uh, he's obviously a lot buffer now than he was then uh, which may have been the reason why he he transferred to Arizona State but but I'll be honest I saw one workout this offseason and, and it was the first time I'd seen Plavsic play and it took me just a couple minutes of watching him play to go why in the hell did Arizona State redshirt him I just did not – I know Arizona State was a decent team last season, made the tournament, but they were not a, a dynamic elite team. Uh, I just never understood why he didn't play for them last year because this is not just a seven-footer. This is a seven-footer who can move a little bit. He's a really good communicator on defense. He's going to be a, a factor in the paint on both sides. He's got a little bit of touch. He doesn't move like Kyle Alexander or anything, but he does move pretty darn well for a seven-footer, especially one with muscle on him. And I just I think he's a pretty darn good basketball player. Yeah, I mean, adding 25 pounds, or roughly that, last year at Arizona State's obviously huge because you're not a real thin seven-footer. You're a seven-footer that's listed at 240. Uh, that's a really big body, obviously. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, a European big man, obviously kind of what you would expect, comfortable with the ball in his hand, can step out and handle it a little bit, can shoot it uh, mid-range. Uh, he's comfortable out there, can play in space a little bit. I mean, they're not going to ask him uh, to play in space. Shout out Derek Dooley, Dan McCullers. You know, we're not asking him to play in not space. Not asking to play in space, guys. But just protect the rim. Uh, that's the biggest thing. His offense, he can he can settle in and kind of get comfortable there. He's He's got time. Uh, they don't they don't need his offensive presence as much as they need the defensive presence, the rim protecting, uh, and the rebounding help, uh, and kind of be that fixer uh, in the middle of the defense that Kyle Alexander was. I think kind of the baseline you would expect out of Eurosh is to be a similar skill set to what Kyle Alexander was the last couple of years for this team. Obviously, Kyle was very raw when he got to Tennessee. Uh, they they really kind of signed him because of his frame and kind of what they saw for him in terms of his ceiling because he was so new to the game and all that stuff, and it took so long for him to develop. Well, this is obviously a very different situation where this kid, uh, Eurosh, has been playing the game all his life. He's been playing it in Europe 
uh, where big men uh, aren't exactly just stand around the rim and try to take up space kind of big men. These are skilled guys, and I think Urosh kind of fits that mold. So I think if he steps in and can contribute right away, just just do it on the defensive end and rebounding and kind of take your time and settle in on offense. If he was instant impact offense, I would be surprised, but I do think he's capable on that end of the floor, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think the last thing before we get out of here, Grant, there's a couple things I want to mention about Plavsic, and this is the thing I was probably, I've, I've been most impressed with. For, for a guy who hasn't been speaking English for all that long, he's a really excellent communicator on the defensive end of the floor. I, I remember uh, Derek Walker, former Tennessee big man now at Nebraska, you know, used to say that you know, when he grew up, he was always told the biggest person on the floor needed to be the loudest person on the floor uh, because he needed, he was somebody people were going to look to. He was usually, you know, playing on the back of the defense so people needed to hear him from behind. So there were a lot of reasons for that, and, and he kind of subscribed to that theory, and that's why he was a good communicator out there. And, and I think Plavsic, for a kid who hadn't been speaking English long, he's really, really good at communicating on the defensive end, which is really important when you do as much of that stuff as Tennessee does. And the thing that, that might almost impress me a little bit more than that is his nasty streak that he plays with this is a guy whose teammates love him but I have seen you know at least twice and we're out there maybe about once a week or so watching practice I've seen twice where he and a teammate were just going at each other now they were they bro hugged it out a second later everything was fine but that's how scrappy he'll be in the in in the post And, and this is a guy who will give Tennessee a bit nastier of a bite I think down low and I don't think that's a bad thing for this team because without Lamonte Turner out there they need a little bit of bulldog in them and I think this guy has some yeah and and just kind of the change of pace that a that a new body can give you obviously look at what Santiago Vescovi stepped in and did immediately the impact he made against LSU and you know he's still struggling with turnovers and, and maybe on the defensive end a little bit uh, but he's been there in really big moments and, and really helped kind of energize this team uh, it was in a rough spot after Lamonte, you know, announced what he announced after that Jacksonville State game that he was going to do the shoulder surgery, and that was it for him. There were there were a lot of questions from there, and Santiago stepped in, and he's played a big role, and he's been a guy that's kind of energized uh, this roster and this basketball program a little bit. I think it's the same thing with Eurosh. They've been waiting so long just to get some kind of news one way or the other on him. Now they got it, uh, and now they go on the road for two games this week. Uh, maybe that's a really big boost. Uh, either, either way, it, it changes a ton about this basketball team. It, it, you know, this team was going to be on the bubble for the next couple months at best uh, and try to play their way in, and now they get a really big boost uh, trying to do that. And you can see by the reaction that the guys had on Tuesday how much it meant to them. I mean, you can't fake that kind of excitement they had. I mean, this is a guy they, they really, really like and, and a guy that they kind of swarmed when he got the good news, and that was kind of neat to see, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of your brothers, you know, in that, in that team setting, that locker room setting. Uh, and you've been waiting so long. I mean, how many times have these players tweeted uh, for Eurosh and all that stuff over over the last couple of months or said it on a video or, you know, did whatever? Um, it, it, it means a lot to this team because they've been waiting so long to, to get this guy on the floor with them. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, how quickly he makes an impact and, and kind of what he does for this basketball team. I think that's a pretty good place to leave it, Grant. I think I'll, I'll step on out of here, and I will uh, I suppose I'll see you in the morning when we head to Athens. Thanks, buddy. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, 
We really appreciate it. I'm going to get out of here a little bit quicker than usual. You can find all of us on Twitter uh, at twitter.com slash govals247, facebook.com slash govals247, or you can go straight to the source, get that East Tennessee mountain spring water right from the right from the source, govals247.com. Right now you can get, uh, for the next few hours anyway, if you get there before midnight Eastern tonight slash Wednesday morning, you can get two months of govals247 for $1. Two months one dollar it's one dollar nothing in this world costs one dollar anymore nothing you can't get anything for a dollar but you can get go boss 24 7 two months of it two months of it if you go do that and if you pay us for the full price you get full access for life as long as you're a member with us you get cbs all access access for free hundred dollar annual value in your pocket no questions asked so go do that and if nothing else guys uh, you will hear from us uh, i believe after tennessee plays the dogs on wednesday night see ya okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.